and welcome to episode 408 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Hopefully you're enjoying it, but if you're not enjoying it, well, we're still a podcast for you, I guess. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're heading back in time. That's right. We're doing a little bit of a draft retrospective inspired by last week's draft throwback video. Yes. Where we battled some of Maria's old greatest hits draft decks. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhighfive. It's our flashback draft battle video, including my very first draft deck. It was a trip down memory lane for sure. It really was. And what a fun time. It was so fun and uh, great to play some paper magic again. Yeah. So we were inspired to look back over all of the past draft formats that we've been around for yeah. and to kind of remember like what were the hits what were kind of the bummers <laughs> the and, hits you know, and the bummers the hits and the bummers of all of those sets yeah we started playing back in 2012 which marks the return to Ravnica as our first yeah. set so that's where we'll be starting um, and you, if you're watching the video version of this, um, you might have noticed that we have a bottle of alcohol between us. That's right. It's a bottle of mead. <laughs> it's not just anything, Maria. Um, it's mead. Yeah, we got some lovely mead from a wonderful listener. Thank you so much for this. We're going to be taste testing it on the show. And by yeah. taste testing, I mean drinking it because <laughs> I already took a sneaky sip and it is really, really good. So check it out. We've got Snowy Hive Mead here. This is a vanilla cinnamon chai. Ooh. It is a delight, Sounds everybody. really good. And of course... Um, in true good luck high five fashion, we'll pair it with some fine Reese's pumpkins oh God. sent to us by another listener. <laughs> Listeners, you have provided this feast for us today. Yes, and just know that if you're looking for the perfect pairings, right here, um, this is you know this is the kind of expertise that you can expect in that area. We truly are sommeliers. Yes, we are. We have nothing if not very sophisticated palates. <laughs> uh, but before we start our show, a big thank you to everybody who is a member of the GLHF family over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who has become a patron, especially in 2020. Yep. It just means so much to us to have your support, to be able to keep doing what we're doing. So thank you to so much. Thank you to so much. Thank you so much to everyone who is already a patron. And if you're not yet, consider becoming one, um, perhaps before the end of the year. Uh, because, yeah. you know, it's just... It just means so much to us. We just want more family members. Exactly. Honestly. Especially as we're staring down the barrel of another couple of weeks of yep. probably being locked up inside of our homes. That's so true. Um, while we record virtually again. Yeah. Um, you know, send a little cheer. Send a little cheer our way as a as a holiday present if you want. Um, mm-hmm. Takes a little time and any dollar amount, you're part of the family and I'm not going to stop saying it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. <laughs> Spelled like magic, but pronounced magic. 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 Thank you as well to Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is a wonderful place to go for all of your holiday shopping. Absolutely. Get it done early. Get it done now. Um, support community businesses. Yep. 
Very important. More important in 2020 than ever. Absolutely. More important than ever to get your holiday shopping done early yeah. so that you help give them lots of time to fulfill all of those orders, uh, especially the during office. the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, thank you so much to Card Kingdom, who is also helping us figure out how to mail our Good Luck High Five pins internationally. Yes. You have not gotten your pin yet if you are international because we hit multiple snaps. Yeah, it's... It's a real mess, but they're such wonderful people. They don't have to. They're not like, you know, they're not affiliated with the pins in any way, but they're just like, we're going to help you out because you're one of our partners. Yeah. That's just the kind Um, of people Card Kingdom are. Yeah. So buy from those real good guys. Yeah. And say, hey, I want a GLHF token or sticker. They'll throw it in your order for free. So if you're shopping for other people, guess what? You get a present too. Hey, how about that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Megan, I'm pouring some of this mead. All right. Just a little sound for you there in Mr. Land. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a try. You've already tried it. I, I have. have not yet tried it, but it, I'm a big fan of chai. I know flavoring. you are, so I thought maybe you would like this one. Um, do you know what? I This makes me think that while we sip this, perhaps cheers. Cheers. We should have a little pandemic update because oh, okay, it great. is now winter yeah. in Minnesota. Um, cases are surging, which means that we're about to, we're, this is our last time in the office for a little while. Yep. Um, for the foreseeable future, maybe. And, uh, <sighs> you know, we've already started limiting all of our going outside. I told Maria when I got in this morning <laughs> to the office, I was like, Maria, I realized as I was driving over oh here that I've forgotten how to get dressed. So true. And I was like, Megan, I, f- I just picked up the clothes I had on the floor from doing the mocks the past weekend. Like, yep. I like was driving and I was like, I didn't put in earrings. Like I didn't like... <laughs> I just like what's an earring exactly I put on leggings and a t-shirt because that's what I've worn for the last (laughs) week it's true I'm wearing pants today we're during the mocks not wearing pants (laughs) sweatpants which I don't know if you can count as real pants but yeah it's the case the cases are really really surging here in Minnesota so it's getting pretty scary to be (laughs) around other people even if it's just one other person outside of your immediate family bubble so yeah I'm spooked right now (laughs) I'm horrified. (laughs) So we're going to try and be safe about it. So our next episodes may be virtual. um, And hopefully we'll be back in our beautiful office uh, as soon as we can. But yeah, Yeah, like safely, please be careful out there, everybody. It is literally not a joke and uh, do everything you can to be safe. I know with the holidays coming up, it kind of stinks, but I actually heard somebody say, I think it was BDM was like, Hey, I'm actually going to see more of my family on Thanksgiving than I normally do because we're doing a big Zoom call. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's such a, that's that's a great way to think about it. That's cute and nice. You know, if you yeah. like your family, <laughs> that's that's the kind of cool bonus of having to do yeah. it virtually. Anyway, this is good yeah. need. <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to talk about our favorite draft sets of yes, all time. Of all time. So let's crack open the list. The goats, if you will. We're so old at magic now that <laughs> we need to we look need a, at a huge list. list. Yeah, we do. Megan, I feel like you didn't acknowledge when I just called these our de goats, but our de go- our draft goats? <laughs> our draft goats. Oh. De goats. Oh, I like de goats, you know? Yeah. Um no. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly couldn't believe you were going on with it. I was shocked over here. Simply shocked. 
Uh, so starting off, like you mentioned, Return to Ravnica. Oh my gosh. So, okay, of course we love our first draft set yes. of all time. It has more warm memories for me than any set that Magic has ever released. Yeah. And um, I had a great time drafting this when it was out, returning to it as we did the other yeah. day. It is very powerful, but we were reminded that some colors were unplayable. Yes. Specifically, uh, Golgari Scavenge. Yeah. Just... Just really bad. Real, real bad. Like was not a was not what you wanted to draft, even a little bit. No, no, no. And here's the thing: like the other color is really fun. Rakdos. This was, this mm-hmm. is where my love of Rakdos started because it's a very aggressive deck with the cool mechanic of oh, Unleash, yeah. you love where Rakdos. you put a plus one plus one counter on a creature and it can't block. But who cares? It has more attacking power. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, just super, super fun. But I had a scavenge card in that deck when we played it, and I remembered it incorrectly. I thought yeah. it was better, and I yeah, remembered you thought it wrong. Thought it brought it back. Does not. No, it just no. puts counters puts on counters stuff. Puts counters on things. Like, it was so bad. This was when I was a Celestia player yes, briefly. Yes, yes. I loved the Celestia Populate deck. Oh, that was such a cool deck. Um, Seller of Songbirds. Really good. Great card. Like, just so many, like, Eyes in the Skies. Oh, yeah. Um, What was the... Rootborn Defenses. Rootborn was Defenses. Was a great co- combat trick. And then Common Bond oh, was yes, common just bond. the all-star of that color pair. Yeah, so Populate let you make tokens. Yes, like, you made lots of tokens. Common Bond put counters on multiple things. Um, it was just like, what a... We both we both really enjoyed that format. Yeah, I remember specifically Rootborn Defenses because it was the first time I ever used a combat trick to get an advantage. <laughs> Ooh. Because what did it say? Uh, Creatures you control gain indestructible. Populate. populate, right. So I did it before. I must have done it before blockers made a populate creature and then blocked profitably or something. And my opponent nice. was like, nice play. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow, look what you Yay. can do in this game of Magic the Gathering. Pretty sick. Yeah. I just remember, yeah, you had Call of the Conclave that made a 3-3, three, three, like a 2-mana 3-3 yes. three, three token centaur. Oh, so good. Um, You had like the little one-mana elf that you could sack for three to make a 3-3 three, three centaur. Um, Super cool. Yeah. Just like such good memories. And Ravnica is a great plane. And I think a lot of people are into Ravnica. It, yeah. Heck, it's the name of this podcast office within our bigger office, which is yeah. named Theros. But um, I, anytime we go to Ravnica, I'm in. Yes. Agree. Um, next up after that was Gatecrash, though. Yes. I had a difficult time with Gatecrash. Gatecrash certainly crashed the gates. Yes. It lived it up to just, its name. It was not, it was not as good as Return to Ravnica. It was a very, very, very aggressive format. Yes. There was Boros, mm-hmm. which could just really just run over people. I mean, as evidenced in our draft video, yeah. like that was the kind of deck you could draft. Yeah. It was extremely fast uh, and almost unbeatable. And um, what's the mechanic? Extort. Extort. Extort was very powerful. We loved Extort too. In the video, Megan plays an Extort deck and you can Oof. see how even these, so good. these cards that are just little crap friends <laughs> are so good. It doesn't matter yes. as long as they have Extort. It's like a one-two bat with Extort. Yeah. And you're, and like, you're like, I put will in the play deck. multiples of it. Put in the deck. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So I think we had some fun mechanics in Gatecrash. I think I would love to see Extort return. I would, yes, absolutely. Extort was great. Battalion was actually also, I did really enjoy. Battalion was the Boros mechanic. If you attack with three creatures, you get a bonus. Mm-hmm, of some um, kind. Of some kind when you're attacking. So, like, we like these things about this set, but the fact is it was just too, too, too aggressive. Yeah. And that's coming from Ooh, me, everybody. And it had Evolve. Oh, man, like Cloudfin Raptor. Evolve. Cloudfin Raptor, yes. Shamble Shark. I loved Evolve. It was just like... 
I don't know what it was, but it didn't coherently always come together for a good draft experience because there were powerful things. Like we've talked about it, like Evolve, if you got the Evolve deck, yep. it could be super powerful. Mm-hmm. If you got the Extort deck, super powerful. Yeah. Um, if you got the right Battalion Fast deck, super powerful. But I feel like it just required everyone at the table to, to play to agree. so nice. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen that Often. So kind of similar to the problems you might run into in a tribal format, but yeah. without having tribal themes, but rather draft themes that were yeah. too strict. Exactly. And Dragon's Maze was the same. Yep. Dragon's Maze put all of it together and there was like a ton of fixing, but it was just ended up with everyone with this like at like minimum three color monstrosities. Yes. <laughs> was the, was Dragon's Maze tagline. <laughs> we like to have three color monstrosities. Yes. We're going to get to a set a little later on where we really like three color monstrosities. Both not monstrosities. No, but, but those weren't monstrosities. Three color decks. Like these ones were monstrosities. Like the things that you wanted to put together did not play nicely together. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone kind of agrees in retrospect. Everyone was like, no, Dragon's Maze was you know, a little no. weird for a draft <laughs> format. The next set we're going to talk about is Corset 2014. Yeah. And we're not going to touch on all the corsets, but this one was very memorable because it was the corset with opportunity. Literally this, one card made this set memorable. And this is when I realized that <laughs> I was like a card drawing player, that I was a blue pa- player. Yeah. Um, six mana instant draw four cards and the fact that this card was good in this set tells you a little bit something about something about how hard they hit the brakes after a set like gate crash Mm -hmm. because it's a very very slow draft format um yeah it was i loved it i loved opportunity i remember drafting um this on magic online arena didn't exist arcade you zoomers and it wasn't around uh and i was sitting in my old apartment and I was probably had to set aside four hours for a draft or something like that. That sounds about right. Um, Because every draft took 10 years. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then we jump into Theros. Theros! A draft set that I remember so fondly. What a great draft set this was. I think Bestow was like the first mechanic I fell in love with. Bestow is a fantastic mechanic. It's so good. I... I adored it. I still adore it. I still wish, like, I wish that we had seen it when we went back to Theros. Me too. I cannot wait for the next day that we do. They've got to bring it back the next one. Yeah. It's so cool. Bestow was where you essentially, you would have a creature, um, but it had a bestow cost on it. And if you cast it for its bestow cost, it was an enchantment that you enchanted another creature with. And then when that creature died, the enchantment fell off and became a creature again. So like no downside, basically. Yes. It was amazing. (laughs) Nimbus Nyad. Nimbus Nyad is the one that I think of. Two and a blue for a two-two flying. Um, And its bestow cost was five? Five or six. Yeah. Maybe six, I think. That sounds right. Uh, and it gave a creature plus two, plus two in flying. So good. So good. Very flexible. Ugh. And I think here is kind of where we also start to see R&D really thinking about how do we how do we make it a priority to have mechanics that are good at various stages of the game. Yeah. And help out with mana issues, which is going to be a recurring theme as we continue mm-hmm. through these sets when they really start to try and make that happen almost every single set yeah uh to make your mana woes a little bit better so Mm -hmm. that there's less non-games of magic due to mana yeah um born of the gods not super memorable to be honest uh but then journey into nyx came around 
loved Journey into Nyx. Yeah, this is back when blocks came out in three sets. Yeah. So, and this happened a lot. This is why they moved away specifically yeah. from threes because you would have. They said there was always one of the three that was just not just it. a real pooper. <laughs> yep, just like real bad. Um, we talked about it with the three from Re- from Return to Ravnica, yep. like Dragon's Maze, real bummer. Like who? Like okay. Born Dragon of the Gods, Man. it wasn't a real bummer, but like just not memorable. I don't remember anything about Born of you the Gods. You know what? I want to Google right now what? mechanics from Born of the Gods. All right, let's because look at I it. Because I literally like, I don't even know. Don't remember. All right. Um, but I'm just going to look at some cards on Scryfall from okay. Born of the Gods. Yeah, if you ever want to look up cards and you don't know about Scryfall, hey, we're here to tell you it's the best card magic search engine that exists. Yeah. And we are proud supporters of them on Patreon. Okay. It had heroic still in it. Okay. I like heroic, obviously. Yeah, we, we really liked it. It was where you got uh, Bramaz. Oh, Bramaz, King Bramaz, of Roscoe. He was in there. Um, what a good kitty cat king. Yep. Let's see. It still had bestow. It just kind of looks like it was also. It was like Theros also. <laughs> right, is this like where there's mechanics like megamorph? <laughs> oh, when what? Don't no, worry, that we're was, gonna get that to was that. in cons. We're yeah. Oh, inspired. Inspired. I couldn't was this even one. tell you what this does. What does it do? Um. When the here's here's one that I remember. This card, airy worshippers. Okay. Three and a blue for a two four inspired. Whenever Eerie Worshippers becomes untapped, you may pay two and a blue. If you do, put a two two blue bird enchantment creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Oh. So when something came became untapped, you would get an effect. I get it. So um, weird. Yes. Like it's waking up and it's like, I have an idea. Yeah. Or it just attacked and then now it's inspired. Like the gods have inspired it or whatever. I'll make a bird. It was also the format where we had the archetypes. Archetype of Imagination, which is a creature that is like an enchantment creature, but instead of having bestow, it gives all your creatures. Oh, sure. So this one is yeah. creatures you control have flying. Okay. Um, on a little three-two flyer. Wow, this I would do so bad on a magic quiz because I would you would have been like, what is inspired, and I would have had. You know, next time, don't yeah. tell me. I'm going to guess what it is, and I'm going to be so wrong. <laughs> and I literally played this set probably, you know, so many times. Yeah. And tribute. This is, I don't even know what this is. This has got to do, you've got to pay colors to get something. You're paying tribute by Wait. paying mana. No. Okay. I remember this card. Three blue, blue. Siren of the Fanged Coast. Like, now that I've read it, I remember it. Flying. One, one. <laughs> Tribute three, as this creature enters the battlefield, an opponent of your choice may place three plus one plus one counters on it. When Siren of the Fanged Coast enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, gained control of target creature. Oh, So your opponent could choose to put counters on something, and if they didn't, then something else happened. Weird. Okay, that's bizarre, and I have no memory of it. not remember it at all. Also, Theros, like... Base Theros. We forgot to mention uh, Monstrosity. Yep. Which was a big one. Wow. Tri- like, I don't think if you had given me half an hour to sit here <laughs> and think of Born of the Gods mechanics, I think if you had given me a week to think no. of Born of the Gods mechanics, I would have never not have remembered Tribute. It Just, is like, no. It's bizarre. Your opponent, oh, that's very, very strange, giving your opponent. I kind of like it in so retrospect. Do I, but it's, kind but of, it's very weird. I can't yeah. believe it was real. Oh, this this is a real throwback, man. <laughs> wow. I'm just having. Megan's having a time over here. I'm just having, yeah. 
Well, anyways. Anyways, that was Born of the Gods with some mechanics that we don't entirely remember. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But then I did like Journey into Nyx. Journey into Nyx. Okay. Um, Journey into Nyx was great. It was where we got um, the two colored gods. Oh, cool. We started seeing those. Um, It also had, oh, it had Strive, which was more of an aggro mechanic. Um, No, we actually saw it in all kinds of sorceries. Or instance, uh, like a Johnny's presence, one white instance. Don't remember it. Uh, any number of target creatures each get plus one, plus one, and gain indestructible until end of turn. Strive, a Johnny's presence costs two and a white more to cast for each target beyond the first. So oh, you could yeah. literally target. It wasn't just kicker where you could target like, you know, where you kick it once. Yeah. It's kind of like multi-kicker, multi-kicker. where you could choose to pay multiple times. To tar- target as many things as you would manage. Exactly. For. So you could pay mm, yeah. one white for this and target one thing. You could pay two white, white, target two things. Sure. You could pay four white, white, white and target three things. <laughs> and as I'm looking through these cards, I think I'm remembering this set. Sometimes we evaluate draft sets by um, once we've played with them a little bit saying, is this a prince or a pauper format? Yeah. Which is like, do your rares and your mythics really define the format? Do you need them to have a good draft or can you make yeah. a great draft with just commons and commons? I'm remembering this being a very princely format. Yes, absolutely. Dictate of Heliod. Yep. This one had the dictates. This one has three white, white enchantment flash creatures. You control get flash. plus two plus two. Like, what kind yeah what kind of <laughs> idiocy is that i said it she just um, said it i said it she went there um let's see so we have strive we still have heroic bestow but this was constellation and i did love you really like constellation. i really liked it because there was oh it also had scryfish uh oh, sigiled this, starfish sigiled starfish this is kind of the all-star of the set yes one in a blue for an oh three tap scry one and that card was an all-star. The card was so good. That card was so good. And it's got staying power uh, with a few of these cards like Brain Maggot still mm-hmm. sees play today in some older formats. Yeah. And then the card that I'm thinking about that I loved uh, to draft was um, Grim Guardian, which was a constellation card. Two and a black enchantment creature zombie. One four constellation. Whenever Grim Guardian or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life. Okay. And so you could cast, like, you could do this just like you could draft these as a common and you just, dra- just draft a constellation deck that's all about draining people. Great. Yeah. I love it. Um, so that that's like my big memory. And this is one of the first draft formats that I was wildly successful in for an extended period. I remember this is when I started playing eight fours. God, you remember 8-4s oh, on Magic fours, Online? 8-4s, everybody. 8-4s is a type of draft queue. Boomer history. I know. <laughs> it's an eight out of an eight-person pod. You play right away. And if you win the pod, you get eight packs. And if you are second in the pod, you get four packs. And otherwise, you get nothing. And, and you get nothing otherwise. Like So you would need to be good if you're going to play a bunch of these. Yes. And I literally won like seven in a row. <laughs> Drafting Constellation? Yes. Nice. In this format. And so I was just like, I love this. Yeah, I'm having good memories looking back on these cards, too. I, it was it was a very fun format. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Gosh. Eight fours. I haven't thought about those ever. And you remember, you could, like, a lot of times, if you got to the finals. You could um, split. Some, the, yeah, the person would message you and be like, 
you want to split? And you'd be like, yeah. And so one of you would concede. Usually the person who messaged for the split unless they asked. Yeah, because they wanted um, the QP. Yes. <laughs> and they so they'd concede and then you would send them two packs out of the eight that you got. So you each got six packs. And by the way, this was just out of the kindness of your heart. Like you could run away. You could just leave. <laughs> but no, people didn't. I don't I, think people really broke no, that. No, I don't think that, that never happened to You would have gotten called out online or something yeah. immediately. People would have been like, oh, this person. <laughs> this person ran off with my packs from an 8-4. You remember Spiteful Blow and how it's a hand, but it looks like a butt wearing a thong? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Just someone butt stomping a bunch of zombies. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that, but I'm pretty Me sure neither. we were... <laughs> But, like, people talked about it all the time. For sure. That's the memory from... <laughs> That is, in fact, a spiteful blow indeed. (laughs) Getting butt stomped. Anyways. Anyways, that's Journey into Nick's, everybody. Yeah. Butt stomping for the ages. Wow. Oh, next up comes the first really excellent draft format that we got to experience. Yeah. Like, truly just so good. This one has gone down in the annals of history Mm -hmm. as one of the greatest draft formats of all time. And it'll be at the top of people's lists Mm -hmm. constantly. Cons of Tarkir. So good. A.K.A. Tons of Karkir. Yes. Um, I can't believe, now that I think about it, this is the first time we encountered Morph. Yep. And I can't believe we haven't seen it since, considering you know, how good of a mechanic it is. Yeah. Morph Other is than excellent. It's really, really good. And we're not counting master sets or anything like that yeah. in these. But uh, yeah, Morph is, an, once again, an example of having R&D try to address mana issues and give you playables early in the game that once you have enough mana, they're still relevant. You flip them over, morph, yeah. and they become their actual creature. Um, one of one of the great mechanics of all time. Oh, so good. And it was in uh, Cons of Tarkir. And oh, it was just, it was so good. So Cons of Tarkir. It was also our first big, correctly done three-color format. Yes, you could draft really cool decks. Three mm-hmm. color was not a problem. You didn't really have to worry in about fact, fixing. In fact, you were encouraged to be in three color. Yes, it was. The, these were the wedges. Yes. Um, various color wedges like Obzon, like Mardu. This mm-hmm. is when they got their names. They didn't have yep. names before this set, or people would just call them something, but it wasn't official. Yeah. Um, Jeskai. Jeskai. Yep. Uh, Sultai and Teemer. Mm-hmm. Those are the five. Uh, so we have Abzan, which had Outlast. Great. Uh, which was where you could pay, uh, you can only outlast as a sorcery, mm-hmm. and you pay and you tap the creature, um, and you get to put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Love it. But then you also had kind of like um, outlast lords, which were like Abzan Falconer, one of the iconic ones. <laughs> I love this card. Two and a white, uh, outlast for a single white, and each creature you control with the plus one, plus one counter on it has flying. Yeah. So it wasn't just like you were putting plus, like sometimes it was good enough to just like make a big creature, but like you also got to, you could ha- like slam this down and all of a sudden they all have flying. Yeah. Um, slam Inok Bonkin down, all of a sudden they have first strike. Yeah, I think it was really cool because it made for some interesting decision points. If you want to attack with your creature with Outlast, which generally they are creatures that wanted to attack, not yeah. just sit there. Or did you want to take the turn off from attacking to Outlast? Mm-hmm. Big decisions. Oh, so yeah, so good. Um, it was also so that was the that was like you know they they were all obviously interconnected. Yeah, but that was the Abzan mechanic. Then Mardu had raid, raid, um, mm-hmm. which is just like mm-hmm. again 
Uh, I want to find the iconic raid card that I think of. Which one are you thinking? I wonder if we're thinking of the same one. I feel like we've we've got to be Mardu Heartpiercer. Yes, we are. Obviously. Three and a red for a two, three. Raid, when Mardu Heartpiercer enters the battlefield, if you attacked with a creature this turn, it deals two damage to target creature or player. Love it. So good. Pays you off for attacking, which is what you want to do anyway. In Mardu, for sure. And then you get some sweet damage in to kill one of their blockers. Yep. You love it. Oh, so good. Prowess also was present in this set. Yep. For this Jessica. was the first time that Prowess was around, I think. Really? I think that Prowess was invented for this. What? Prowess is one of those mechanics that feels like it's been around forever. Like it should have been around forever, right? But no, I think that Prowess was the Jeskai mechanic. Wow. No way. Right? I'm like, yes, Prowess was the Jeskai mechanic. That's so wild. Um, Jeskai Elder, one in a blue for a one-two Prowess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Love it. So good. Very, very, very simple and very, oh. um, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. And that and for Jeskai colors, which is red, white, and blue. Oh. Um, Gosh, like even just looking at this, I'm like, I miss this. I can't wait. Get cons on Arena. I know. What would oh. be up next? So what have they added? They've added Amonkhet and they've added Kaladesh. Kaladesh. So what do you think's next? If we're going backwards, um, let's see. Dominaria? That was on. But that, that, that already was. But Kaladesh was also, remember, back in the day. Oh, yeah, you're right. But it was before it was. It was like when it was even like pre-beta, really. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Dominaria is probably the answer, right? But we've like, we could draft Dominaria, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you're right. So, but like, is, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> so it'll, well, like, it what be... would come before that would be Spooky Moon, which we haven't gotten to yet. Spooky Moon, spooky Eldritch Moon. moon. Um, okay, well maybe one day. Yeah. Sultai had Delve. Ah, uh, Delve. Um, which was... Yeah. Uh, Became a big player in modern. Yes. Um, oh, they had to ban a card in vintage from this set. <laughs> they had to ban specifically a common. And oh, where where is it? It's my favorite card of all time. Everyone knows it. There it is. Treasure Cruise. Treasure Cruise. Uh, seven and a blue. Sorcery. Draw three cards. Delve. Each card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell pays for one generic. And so... You, it was a problem. You might have said... It was such a problem. Surely this is a time walk that's okay to play. It costs eight mana, quote unquote. Yeah. No, not safe. You mean an ancestral... Ancestral, ancestral recall. recall, yeah. Surely. No, it costs one mana. No, it costs, in modern, it costs a blue. In modern and vintage, it costs one mana. It is <laughs> just ancestral recall. Oh, so good. So no matter good. how you try and print ancestral recall... People will break it it's no just, matter what you try and do. Yeah, it'll just continue <laughs> to be good. They're like, oh, this has got to be safe, right? It costs like no. eight and like you have to have so much in the yard. No. No. Guess what? If you were they able to only pay one for it, it was bad. <laughs> um, and then Teamer had Ferocious. Oh, yes. Uh, which was you got a bonus if you controlled a creature with power four or greater. And this is really the set that kind of established me as like obviously I'm Rakdos player, but Teamer in this set is a, mm -hmm. is where I felt the absolute most at home you in draft. It. Yeah, I drafted it at any time. It was even remotely possible to draft Teamer. Yeah, I wanted to draft Teamer, and these um 
wedges had great uh, leaders of them, mm-hmm. cons, uh, which were super fun. Like if you open one in draft, you could try and force it or make it happen yeah. or get super happy if it got passed to you. Um, oh, remember Sagu Mahler? Sure do. The bombiest bomb. The bombiest boy. Uh, four green blue for a 6-6 six, six trample hexproof. Morph three blue green. Great. So you Great. just had this little 2-2 two, two morph creature and your opponents had to live in fear. Like, yeah. Could that Is be that a one a Sagumaler? And when they flipped it up and you're like, gosh it darn it! Is. It was a Sagumaler. Oh, Maria, we haven't even, gosh, there's so much to talk. Like, we could spend an entire episode talking about concept art We here. really could. We really could. Secret plans. Secret plans. Secret plans uh, was this enchantment. Green, blue. Face down creatures you control get plus O plus one. Whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, draw a card. So you just draft secret plans and then every morph creature that came your way, every morph creature, every dual land, yep. you didn't care. That was it. I feel like this was the start, correct me if I'm wrong, of people having the conversation about draft around uncommons. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is pretty high. Like, it's got to be. It's got to be one of the iconic draft around commons. It absolutely uh, is. Uncommons, I mean. Because yeah. this, and this is kind of like when you open secret plans, you didn't want to take your rare, you didn't want to take your mythic, you wanted to take secret plans, you, and you wanted to make it happen. so good. And since then, I think R&D has gotten the message that people love doing that in draft. Yeah. And so we've recently been blessed with cards that allow us to do that in draft formats because it's just so, so, so fun and rewarding if you can make it all come together. Oh, and just like all the fixing, you had the Trilands. Yep. Um, which just came into play tapped and made three colors of mana for that wedge. Fabulous. Um oh, there were and then there were all of the common lands that also were two color and that you gained a life when they came into play. Maria, I missed this format. Put cons on arena. Do you see what's happening to me? Give me an option right now of drafting any format ever cons i think that right now i would choose cons right at this moment like i'm just so i'm like looking behind me i'm like, like do, do we, we have, have a i don't of... think we do i think we do somewhere somewhere i think rob gave us one uh, gosh i mean a, oh yeah a right here can help <gasps> nope that's no, gate crash. Gate oh wait that's cons yeah ah. i knew he did <gasps> Maria. I'm getting it out. Uh, you we're guys. Just, we're just going to hold on to it for a minute. This is, yeah. This is not just, sorry, everyone. Uh, we've derailed our draft retrospective. This is it's not just. It's now a cons retrospective. cons retrospective exclusively. But yeah, thank you, Judge Rob. Yeah. I knew we had one in here. So Megan, once we can get eight people together again. We're going to do this. I'm so excited. I'm pre-so excited. <laughs> You're pre-sighted. I'm pre-sighted because it's going to be a long, long time. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, so after cons, yeah. what happened? Okay, I mean, We're we had the, the bummer of the set, which was Fate Reforged. Oh, yeah, you gotta have the bummer in there. memorable. Dragons of Tarkir, which was cool, though. What was cool about that? Uh, Dragons of Tarkir, so this, like, the whole conceit of this set was pretty, or this block was cool, because cons of Tarkir was present day, you know, quote unquote, present day Tarkir. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fate Reforged was Soren went back in time. Oh, yeah. Um, time travel because he missed all the dragons he was like this is supposed to be a place with dragons and the dragons are gone and then he did change things got eugene back woke up eugene the spirit dragon and then we went back to new present day which was dragons of tarkir (laughs) and instead of having the alternate timeline the humanoid leaders the cons we had the The dragons dragons were in charge that's right and the dragons were two colored yes um, so that's when you had like Colagon and uh, Dramoka and all that sort of stuff. Silumgar, iconic Silumgar. Um, anyways, 
Yeah. yeah. But nothing could really ever beat Triple Cons. It was so good. It was so good. And each of these, right, Cons of Tark, these three were each their own triple format, right? Gosh, I don't remember. Yeah, this or so was it like two fate and one cons and then whoa. Man, so you you made me remember that that used to happen. Yeah, like it wasn't always a like it wasn't a one straight of each. up yeah, one of each. I think I want to say fate reforged was like two fate reforged. Gosh. Or was it just I don't remember, but it was like weird it was it was weird combination sometimes. Yeah. To make it the most balanced that the playtesters thought it, that it should be. Okay. All right, you figure this out. I am figuring it out. Because I straight up also forgot that happened. I'm realizing during this podcast how much of everything I have forgotten. My brain is very good at making oh, room. Oh, this is how it worked. Okay. Now I remember it was one pack of Fate Reforged and two packs of Cons. And then it became, uh, it swapped into two packs of uh, Dragons and one pack of Fate. Weird. Like Fate had to be the link between, I think. Wow. So that was weird. Know, and so they also were always doing that like weird kind of gymnastics of trying to make yes, these sets all work together. Make them work together. And that was what why they moved away from doing this because they were like, this is just too much. This is so weird. Weird gymnastics for us to have to do to make these sets jive in draft. And also like, how many of each do you draft? And mixing oh. all of these up, which is yeah. so weird to think about because now we don't do that at all. At all. But do you know what, Maria? draft formats have become better for it yeah you're right because we've talked re we talk all the time now about how consistently good draft formats are in yes, magic now they, and they are and to take a side note very briefly kaladesh remastered is on arena right now i thought we would come to that later oh. but let's talk about it now <laughs> let's talk about it now i mean you brought it up um about like hey draft is better now and i think one of the things we can point to is pl playing Kaladesh Remastered over these past few days. Has, it is not of the caliber. Has reminded me. Yes. Yep. Absolutely not. Even though it's a remastered set, the there's only a few cards that are missing and only one card that's been added. So it is essentially yeah. just Kaladesh. It does not change it enough. No. And it was not the greatest draft format. I'm No. I, I'm remembering. We'll come to it in a minute. We'll come to it. Um, we had Magic Origins, which was for a time going to be the last corset ever. <laughs> yep. They're like, this is it. We're done. Corsets are boring. Um, we don't want to print them anymore. Yeah. Magic Origins was cool, though, because it was when we, f we had the flip planeswalkers. Yeah. It was just they were little creatures on their front faces, and you they would transform um, and become planeswalkers. And so that one was cute. Like, that was cute for that. It was a very nicely done mm -hmm. corset, I will say. That was, it was like a really good one. Yep. It was just solid. It, it was, was solid. fun to play. And I just watched Jace Vryn's Prodigy in action this oh, past weekend. that card is great. And yeah, from Magic Oranges, as we called Oranges, it at the time. Oranges, that's right. <laughs> um, then we hop over into Battle for Zendikar, which is not wildly memorable to me. I'm sitting here trying to remember one single solitude. Awaken. Okay. Awaken. I did like Awaken. That was a cool mechanic. This was also the next draft format where I went on like a hot streak. You were on a tear. Oh, man. Then I must have sucked at it because that's how it goes. <laughs> if you're good at it, I'm not good at it. That's just how it how it happened. Really? I think so. I, re I remember saying I that, that that's at some, probably, one of our old shows. I feel like that is kind of true because you are sense. good at the draft formats. Sometimes I'll be like, why like this draft format I'm so bad at it. and you're like I'm just doing normal things and it's great <laughs> it's probably because we like to draft different decks for the it's most very of the, true. most time so this is when we had um we got to see the Eldrazi for the first time for yep. me and you 
Yep. So we didn't have any Eldrazi knowledge before this. No, not really. And I do. I did really like the Drazis. Yeah. So these are just real big boys <laughs> that are colorless. Just real big guys. Ulamog, the ceaseless hunger, comes from this set. Mm-hmm. Famous. It really does. Um, ooh, Void Winor, which was an iconic card of the time. Really bizarre card. Uh, nine mana for an 11-9. Your opponents can't cast spells with even converted mana costs. Your opponents can't block with creatures with even converted mana costs. So you can't even. You can't even. That was the joke with that yeah. card. Um... Yeah, I remember, like, this one was, like, fine. Yeah, I, I really liked the, I think, for me, the flavor of this was the most successful thing yeah, with the Eldrazi was, cool. was really cool. Um, And these Eldrazis. This set had Landfall, which I did not remember. Oh, it did? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Okay, Landfall was back, I guess. Wow, <laughs> did not remember that at all. It had Rally, which was allies. Yep, an ally mechanic. Yep. Um. So an aggressive kind of uh, leaning mechanic for sure. Yep. Huh. But Awaken was definitely the one that I remember. That let you awaken a land into a creature. Yes. Um, so you had stuff like Planar Outburst. This is an iconic one. A three white white destroy all non-land creatures. Awaken four, five white white white. If you cast this spell for its awaken cost, also put four plus one plus one counters on target land you control, and it becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. Yeah, so you you sweep the board and make a land um, yeah, that you can four attack four. with, probably. Uh, which is pretty cool. I liked um Devoid in this oh, set, yeah. which was the Eldrazi mechanic, which m- meant that the card has no color. Even though it had a color in its casting cost. Yeah, very strange. Um, Yeah. Ingest. That was one that I forgot. I also would never have remembered What was it. Ingest, though? So whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles the top card uh, of their library. Um, and then there were cards that if you could move a card from exile into the graveyard... You got a bonus. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to find an example. I would draft this set again. I would also draft this set again, actually, which I'm like, yeah, remembering. There's lots of powerful cards in here, which wound up making their way into modern, mm-hmm. which ruined the format for a brief <laughs> period of time. It really ruined it. It ruined it big time. It's what we refer to as Eldrazi Winter. Ooh. Oath of the Gatewatch is actually what did that. Because Battle for Zendikar is the classic big Eldrazi's. And then the littler and ones came. The little ones came in Oath of the Gatewatch. Maybe it's just because I saw some here that had been used in modern yeah. at the time, but they probably just took a couple. <gasps> I forgot that this is the set that gave us Part the Water Veil, <laughs> aka a win condition for taking turns in modern. Oh boy. Four blue blue, take an extra turn after this one. Exile part the water veil. Awaken six, six blue, blue, blue. Uh, and then you make a you make a six, six. Great. <laughs> Great. I'm trying to find like the cards that I swear there were the cards that wanted you to move a card from exile into their graveyard. And then you got a bonus, which is why ingest mattered. I mean, like, I hope you're not ingest at suggesting that because I don't Get remember out. it at all. <laughs> Converge, which is where like. Uh, here's Royal Mage's trick. Three and a blue instant converge creatures your opponent's control get minus X minus O until end of turn, where X is the number of colors of mana spent to cast Royal Mage's trick. Weird. Yeah, so there were like multiple things like that. Okay. Never drafting it. Ah. Uh, I'm, come on. <laughs> Did you just hallucinate this mechanic? Did I? I mean, I didn't hallucinate in jest, right? It's here. 
ingest exists. I will give you that. I see it on these cards. But I don't see any positive for moving something from exile into the yard. Maybe it just was on a card. Here it is. Mindraker. Here's an example. Okay, okay. Three and a black. Uh, three, three, devoid. When Mindraker enters the battlefield, you may put a card an opponent owns from exile into that player's graveyard. If you do, each opponent discards a card. Sure. Okay. You found it. I found one. It's just not keyworded. No, it's not a keyword. But that it, was it why, happens. like, ingest was the keyword. Sure. And then there were cards this like this. Payoff. Because usually ingest, you would be like, who cares if you're exiling one card when this creature <laughs> deals damage? Yeah. And the answer is because there were cards that would put them from exile into the graveyard for an effect. Uh, I'm getting nostalgic looking at these sloopy, yeah. weird Eldrazi's. I've got to say, I kind of want to draft it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind this. Here's an iconic one. Wasteland Strangler. Oh, yeah. Two and a black for a 3-2. When it enters the battlefield, you may put an, a card an opponent owns from exile into the graveyard. If you do, target creature gets minus three, minus three. Until yep. End of turn. yep. There you go. There we go. Like, Great that's payoff. Like, iconic. Um, wow. Yeah, I would draft this set again. Battle for Zendikar. We didn't remember it at the start of this, but now I want to play it. Yeah, same. Um, I'm 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 remembering yeah. some fun times with this set. Nettle drone. Nettle drone. That was a great card to tap draft. it to deal a damage to an, each opponent when yep. you cast a colorless spell. Untap it. Great. Great. Loved it. Yeah, man. I would do this. Ooh, touch of the void. Remembered this one. Two and a red sorcery. Mm -hmm. uh, deals three damage to target creature or player. Uh, and nobody yeah. ever remembered that it went to the face. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. All right. Battle for Zendikar. What a what a trip down memory lane that was. Gosh, at the start of this, we were like, Battle for Zendikar, get get bent. But now we're like, Battle for yeah. Zendikar, you're all right. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like Oath was not as good, right? Was that the next one? Yeah. Oath of the Gatewatch was like the second part. Oh, yes, because then all the planeswalkers took the oath to defend Zendikar from exactly. the Eldrazi. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> More Eldrazi. Yes, this is where you got things like Eldrazi Mimic. And matter this is reshaper. when we got wastes that oh, specifically yeah. tap for a colorless mana, and everyone's mind was blown. Yep, because then you couldn't say uh, colorless when it was like one in a circle and blue. Yeah. You had to say generic. And it's generic because colorless oh. is now its own thing as of this. That's right. Matter was, reshaper, reality smasher. I think it was cool um, that we got thought knots here. Yeah, thought knots here. <laughs> that we got a different kind of mana. Yeah, essentially absolutely. in this set. Eldrazi Displacer. I do remember, like, this set wasn't, like, it had some cool stuff, but it wasn't as fun to draft. You have a better memory than me. I just, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. look at all these little friends. Oh, Cohort? Definitely one of the hardest sets to find a cutest card in, I, I, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that for sure. It was probably just some weird Eldrazi. I don't remember. There's Surge? some cutest card historians out there that probably do remember. You remember this? This is where, this is the first time it referenced a teammate. Because Surge was an additional cost. Um, like on, let's see, uh, Crush of Tentacles. This was a okay. mythic. Four blue, blue. Uh, return all non-land permanents there to their owner's hands. If Crush of Tentacles Surge cost was paid, put an 8-8 blue octopus creature token onto the battlefield. And this one had Surge for three blue blue. You may cast this spell for its Surge cost if you or a teammate has cast another spell this turn. Why was that? What do you mean, why was that? Did they just want to make two-headed giant It's for two-headed giant. So strange. Right? And it was like the first, yeah, it was like one of the first times that they were ever like, Oh, I don't know. I guess if your teammate has done it, that's fine, too. <laughs> Whatever. 
Weird. Yeah. Honestly, I remember loving, um, well, Inverter of Truth has now become a thing. Yeah. Uh, many years later in modern. Um, uh, in Pioneer. In Pioneer, sorry. After this, after mm-hmm. this, many years after the set's release, which wow. is kind of cool. Yeah. To see it come back. But I loved, I remember loving the art on the waists. I think they were just oh, such yeah. pretty They're lands. Really cool. I also like the borders on the Devoid cards. Yeah, me too. Like, they're pretty cool. Oh, I remember cutest card. Maybe it was Saddleback Legac. It very well could have been. <laughs> a lizard wearing a saddle, people. Well, this is also where we got Reflector Mage. Reflector Boo. Mage. Oh, just universally hated. Yes. One white blue, two three. When it enters the battlefield, return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand. That creature's owner can't cast spells with the same name as that creature until your next turn. Just really mean. Really sucked. Just generally sucked a bad big time. A bad, bad time for anybody who got reflector yep. maged. <laughs> but now we move over, move on to shadows over Innistrad. Which moons is- over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the first time that we got to go to Innistrad. Yeah, so Innistrad happened right before we started playing Magic. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I recall... And everyone talked about it because they loved everyone it. Everyone loved Innistrad. How it was the greatest draft ever. And we had just been like, I guess you're telling the truth because yeah. we never experienced it. I remember we did draft it once at our LGS, like maybe a few weeks after yeah. Ravnica had come out. Like they did a Halloween. I don't know what it was. But yeah. we did draft it. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Absolutely done. Um, we got, this had Delirium, which oh, carried yeah. about four or more card types in your graveyard. So there are lots of ways to put cards in your graveyard. Um, this had Avacyn transforming into Murderson. Murderson. <laughs> but it was when we saw flip cards that weren't just the werewolves yeah. that trigger on like how many spells have been cast, like none or two. But this one was, uh, when a non-angel creature you control dies, transform Archangel Avacyn at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, and so Avacyn was a huge player in standard, and Ooh, you had yeah. to really think about, Ooh, what am I doing? Uh, do I want to kill something here? Avacyn's going to transform. Oh, that won't be it good. It deals three to everything. Yeah. Um, pop, to pop, each pop, pop, other pop. creature and each opponent. Something that's cool I'm remembering from this set is that Wizards was starting to ramp up the way they revealed sets and like yeah. spend more money on it. And so they had um, escape, An rooms escape room at GPs. Yes. Where you had cards. And, and then yeah. cards would get revealed at the GPs like and you would have to do the escape room. Super cool marketing stuff. And I'm sad I never got to do one because that seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Declaration in Stone is one of my all-time favorite cards that was yep. ever, ever printed. Um, this was one of my favorite standard decks, and it basically let you exile target creature and all other creatures with the same name as that creature. Yep. So you could really hose people for going all in on stuff in standard mm-hmm. and only cost two mana, so it was very um, mana um, efficient. But it does make a clue token for each one that you exile. Ah, uh, yes. Because this set had clues, which clues. I loved. Clues. Um, Clues were artifacts that for two, you could crack it so you could sacrifice it um, and draw a card. And remember this, we were all trying to solve the mystery of what was going on on Innistrad. Why were all the angels going crazy and becoming evil? Yes. And everyone was like, maybe it's um, what's his face in Dark Depths. Oh, Merit Lage. Merit Lage. Maybe (gasps) it's all this stuff. It was Emrakul. It was always Emrakul. It was always Emrakul. Uh, which is what happens in Eldritch Moon. Yep. Spooky, spooky Moon. moon. <laughs> spooky Moon. Um, which was, uh, yeah. Oh, I also really, I did like uh, this one. I don't remember. We got to see Madness. Madness was a cool mechanic. Um, which was uh, cards that you could 
discard like if for some reason you got to discard that card you could pay its madness cost um and then you still cast it yeah you still get the which cool was effect. really like uh i like madness i think madness is a very cool mechanic and i think it was neat because this is the first time i heard your library described as your sanity and so <laughs> and and as you're discarding getting rid of cards you're going you're going you're, slightly you're mad going crazy in uh, i thought that was really neat yeah oh man what a cool set. I don't remember drafting it, but yeah, I must have. Um, <laughs> what is going on with my must brain? Have. I don't know, man. What is happening? Okay, Spooky Moon. Spooky Moon. Spooky Moon. Turns out Emrakul gets put into the moon in Spooky Moon. That's right. We did have more some more colorless cards here, but they had Emerge, which was also a very cool mechanic. Oh, yeah. Because the idea is that like the Eldrazi were like inside people and the more uh, and creatures and then busting out. <laughs> Super gross. So you had cards um, like Elder Deep Fiend was a very memorable one. Yep. Uh, eight mana, flash, or you could emerge for five blue blue. You may cast this spell by sacrificing a creature and paying the emerge cost reduced by that creature's converted mana cost. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it burst out of yep. their stomach like a chest burster on Alien. Exactly. Uh, we had Amrakul, the promised end, who later had to be banned. By... I am Rakul. Yep. Um, because Emrakul costs one less for each card type among cards in your graveyard, and then you gain control of target player for their next turn. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Like, wow. those are what I remember. Oh, and it had the... Meld. Meld. Only a <gasps> handful of meld creatures. Meld. So both your creatures become one giant big creature. If you put them together um, on the back of their card, they had the art. Yes. Remember, you turned them over and they each had half because and it became like a giant creature. Oh, wow. This is so cool because I remember in my sealed pool for the pre-release of this, I got two copies of what was her name? Brizella. There was Bruna the Fading Light and then Gisella. Gisella. The busted card. Yeah, so I had two of the... <laughs> the broken blade. I had Gisela the broken blade, two of them, and one of Bruna, and they can meld into one giant yes. whatever. So, like, Gisela is already two white-white, flying first strike, lifelink, 4-3. Um, and then if you had both that and Bruna, at the beginning of your end step, they meld into Brizella. Yeah, giant flying 9-10. Uh, flying first strike, vigilance, vigilance lifelink. lifelink. Your opponents cast can't cast spells with converted <clears throat> mana cost three or less. So basically, me assembling this was not hard. Yeah, and people were just like, "What? That's disgusting." Your seal. <laughs> disgusting, Maria. That's my memory of this set. Mm -hmm. Don't remember drafting it. Remember doing that in the pre-release. <laughs> oh, also because Bruna. Bruna was five white white for a five seven, but she says when you cast Bruna the Fading Light, you may return target angel or human creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So you could just, <laughs> if your Gisela was in the graveyard, you could just go just and get, go it. get her. Go get her. And uh, Brizza, what is it? Brizella, yeah, was the background of my computer for a long time, which if Great. you know the art, is art. just horrifying. Yes. Um, we had Escalate, which I don't really remember that one. No. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, entwine, but you can choose as many modes as you want by paying extra. Okay. Sure. I believe you. Sure. Great. Great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Wow. Spooky Moon. Spooky I just moon. remember Clues. I loved Clues so much. Clues were were a huge success. Um, yeah. One of people's favorite mechanics, another one of the goats, for sure. Tireless Tracker is a card that everybody oh, yeah. remembers that made Clue tokens. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, man. What a card. What a card. Well, everybody, that was a trippier trip than we were expecting. Yeah, that took a long time. So we're going to finish these up next time. Yeah, we've got a lot more sets yet to go. Yeah, we don't want to rush you through them. Yeah, and so many so many fun stops along our memory journey oh, into the past. It really is. Before we go, we have another sponsor to thank, though. Yes. Which is Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. Oh, I feel like my mouth is full of peanut butter. Did you have one of the pumpkins? I did. <laughs> but I feel like I keep talking like my mouth is full of peanut butter. I don't know. Ultra Pro is a fantastic sponsor of our Ultra Show. We yes. love them. They send us some really cool stuff every single uh, month. And look at this alcove vault. This is what I wanted to grab. Yeah. It has two compartments that each hold 100 double-sleeved cards. Jeez. Um, and it has a center compartment for dice, tokens, accessories, or another hundred cards if you're like, I don't need accessories. You can fit your whole family in this box. You can live in this box. Do you need an apartment? Try this yes. box. It has, like, it's everything is, like, magnetized so that it is all secure up in there. Lovely. Um, it's great. Yeah, like, they make... Oh, they just make such cool stuff. And it's always thoughtful about like, how are we going to keep your things safe yeah. and secure and take care of them for you? Absolutely. If you're looking for another good present, you can find Ultra Pro stuff over at Card Kingdom. Um, and you can see us play with decks that were stored in um, yeah. card, or excuse me, Ultra Pro deck boxes on our YouTube channel. And this alcove, alcove vault is the real deal for Ooh. somebody under that tree. Oh, man. They'll be like, did you get me a brick? Yeah. And you're like, no, no it's way better. Way better Although than a brick. you could make a house with it. <laughs> well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for coming along on our draft retrospective. Continued next week for part two. Just part one today. Yeah. But, wow, um, we didn't expect it to be a two-parter, but here we are. Here we are. I mean, there's so many memories that we weren't even expecting to have that we had to deal with. Wow. <laughs> a lot of yours <laughs> appear to be repressed. <laughs> Maria was burying you know, a lot of them, apparently. I, this is what happens in my mind. I, I take stuff that it's like, okay, I don't need to deal with that anymore, and it completely deletes it, entirely deletes it to make new space. <laughs> I think this must be from it's when like I... It's like a hard drive. It's like a hard drive. I'm like, I got to free up space in there, get that old stuff out, boop, goodbye. Boop, 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 boop. Um, but yeah, it... Uh, Going through these reminded me of such cool stuff that happened, yeah. and I hope that we get to revisit some of these older sets on Arena in the future, which I know their goal is to have Pioneer in yeah. Arena. So we would, would ostensibly have all of these sets at God, some point. Don't remaster it. Just release it just as, release it, as it, it was. Just release it in beautiful perfectness. In perfect, beautiful, original format. Like how fun it would be to, to draft these again on Arena. Yeah. I would be so, so, so into that. Even the ones that I didn't like as much, I don't care. Put them on there. Yeah. You know? Yep. So thank you all once right. again to Ultra Pro Card Kingdom and all of our patrons who are incredible, incredible people. Yeah. Head over to patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Take just a second and you become a member of our family. And um, thank you again for this lovely mead yes. that we were gifted. Paired. Paired with some Reese's. With Reese's pumpkins. We are taste professionals. 